Welcome to the Bullheaded Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm with my co-host, Robert. Today, we're going to be discussing all of the free agency moves. It's been a free agency like I've never seen before. Before we do that, we just wanted to give you all an expectation of what we're going to be doing with our next episodes leading up to the NFL Draft. Um, so we're going to be going through uh, quarterbacks, tight ends, running wide receivers in that order. Uh, we're going to pair the QBs and tight ends together, and we're going to do our pre-draft rankings. We're going to give you our uh, our thoughts, and <clears throat> we'll break them down. We're going to rank uh, all the players. We talk about ceilings, floors, people we don't even care about, we, you know, that we're taking off the board. I'm re- we're really excited to finally get into the rookies. Uh, Robert, you got anything you want to talk about? Yeah, so the quarterback tight end episode, that's going to be coming out on uh, Wednesday. Um, and, you know, we're, I'm really excited for that one. Um, so, you know, there's a couple things that we really, that I, I do especially, that I really like for tight ends. Um, and then on the quarterback conversation is always obviously super important for super flex leagues. Um, so, yeah, we're so I'm really excited for that one. And I think... Eric, I think you're you're pretty excited about that too. So uh, we're hoping to put that conversation out on Wednesday, and you know we'll uh, kind of go from there, see what everybody thinks, uh, and then we're going to be moving on to the running backs after that. So, uh, but yeah, you ready to jump into free agency? Yeah, who are we starting with? Yeah, so we're starting with the Bills. Um, so you know, big things there. Uh, so OJ Howard got signed for the one year, three point five mil. Uh, I think that's kind of a you know prove it deal kind of thing. Um, and then you know Gabe Davis breakout is coming at least coming time to sell a lot of people have been on the jumped on my gabe davis gabe davis hype and uh i'm trying to sell them as much as i can and this the moves that they've made have proved that so what do you think yeah as for the gabe davis hype train it is insane uh it has cooled down a little bit i think because people just kind of realized how ridiculous it was but a lot of people were treating him as a wide receiver one in dynasty which to me is yeah it's laughable. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, like I, I remember we first did our we did our first episode. You know, I was like, oh yeah, everybody buy buy Gabe Davis. You're gonna be able to sell him for a ton. And then like just the the next game, the next week, I think it was, he had the big playoff run or the playoff yeah. game. And then you know that train just took off. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm selling Gabe Davis though. I don't. I don't think he's going to come anywhere near the the value that you're you're going to get right now. So, um, trade him if you can. Do you have anything yeah, else about been, the Bills be, though, or to, like in yeah, terms to of be like, clear, I like I like Davis. I think he has potential. But what you're saying is the value is to trade him because it's likely you have at least one of these hyped hyped up Gabe Davis believers in your league. So if you have him, you probably should sell Davis. Um, yeah, the OJ Howard signing, it hurts Knox a little bit for me. Uh, since it's just the one-year low-money deal, it's not too concerning because to me, right, it's it shows still quite a bit of faith in Knox if, if they're bringing him for low money and just the one deal. But uh, OJ Howard, I mean, he's an amazing athlete. He just didn't work out in Tampa Bay. Um, I'll be curious if he can resurrect his, his career at all. Isaiah Likely, Jameson Crowder, both signed low-money deals. Isaiah McKenzie. McKenzie, Isaiah McKenzie, thank you. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie and Crowder both signed low money deals, and then Beasley was cut. So that right, that's kind of what I'm talking about with Gabe Davis. That is not competition. I'm terribly concerned. Um, I think that yeah, that really boosts 
uh, Diggs as well, because right, if those are people competing with Diggs for targets, tells me Diggs gonna have another 150 plus target season. So Diggs is still locked into my wide receiver one uh, expectations, but no. So where are you putting Gabe Davis? Um, Because I have him like right around the wide receiver three range. I think he's going to be a solid asset. I don't think he's going to be a star by any means, but at the same time, like I think people are valuing him right around like a high wide receiver too at this time. Yeah, I, I definitely, I'm even lower than you. I, I just don't see high ceiling. Um, so with a player that has been in the league a few years and hasn't really done anything for you, well, this is going into his third year. So a lot of wide receivers, especially late round wide receivers, actually don't see a lot of value early in the their career. So you could look at like, you know, the Antonio Browns and like kind of the other like late round draft picks for that kind of that that trajectory. Um, so I don't think it's necessarily that the, the the production is a knock as much as people say it is because he was just behind a lot of people. Um, and that's normal for a late round pick. No, that's that's true. It's true. Um, my the reason I am concerned about the production is because I don't actually see a high ceiling with the player, right? So, had if I if I expected them to have a actual like, production one day, that'd be one thing, right? So coming out of the draft, I never was like, yeah, Gabe Davis. He he has this potential to be a really solid fantasy football asset. He was always low on my rankings. Um, I wasn't drafting them until very, very late because I thought it was unlikely they were going to hit big. So if I think it's unlikely they're going to hit big and they haven't produced two seasons, right, like why would I be valuing them? Like I think wide receiver three, like, is their ceiling most likely. So there's a reason why I have no Gabe Davis shares. I've traded, I think I like two because I never was high on them. I had a couple just because I play in enough leagues that I have, Cheers, everybody. But I sold those about a month ago, and I'm not missing Gabe Davis at all. Diggs is really the only so, fantasy asset as a receiver that I'm interested in Buffalo. Okay. Uh, so did you want to move on to the Patriots, or do you have anybody else for the Bills? No, we can talk Pats. Yeah, so the, the big news with the Pats is the only thing they've done is sign Trent Brown um, in terms of new acquisitions. Um, I mean... I would imagine that they're still going to draft a couple in, in free agency or in the draft, excuse me. But yeah, the free agency has been kind of a disappointment, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, the Trent Brown signing uh, is useful for their running game and for uh, Mac Jones. Right, he's He was a Pro Bowl left tackle for them a couple of years ago before they let him go to Vegas. And now he's back, and I expect him to play at a, a good level, maybe not Pro Bowl level, but he'll play well. Um, the news for me about New England is that there isn't any news, right? We all are talking about how great a landing spot they would be for Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin, Amari Cooper once, right? That started unraveling in Dallas, um, and they didn't get anyone. They assigned uh, Jacoby Myers a tender. It's a pretty healthy tender. Um, so to me, that means that they they gotta draft address wide receiver in the draft. Like I don't see how they don't take one in the first or second round. Um yeah, I think this potentially allows Myers to still have value. Jacoby was was a 
a good depth piece this past season in fantasy. And I mean, how many how many productive wide receivers are they going to bring in at this point? Like he should at least be second or third in line and the targets. So yeah, I think I think yeah, Myers I'm, definitely maintains his value, and then I, I would imagine that they're going to bring in a rookie. But you know, we'll see. I think it's too soon to call with this uh, this wide receiver room. Yep, for sure. So, what about the Dolphins? Do you, or do you have anything else about the Patriots? Or no, that's good for the Pats. Let's talk Dolphins. They're one of the most active in free agency out of any team. Yes, yeah, so they, they have, have a bunch of moves. All right? in on two. Yeah, so they they have a bunch of moves. They have Teron Armstead for five years, seventy five million. They have Raheem Mostert one year, two point one two five million. Uh, Connor Williams two years, fourteen million. Chase Edmonds two years, twelve point one million. And then they acquired Tyree Kill and extended him, uh, and they got him for a tw- the twenty uh, ninth pick, the fiftieth pick, a fourth round pick, twenty twenty three fourth rounder, and a sixth rounder. So honestly, they didn't pay. They paid a lot for for Tyreek Kill, but because they had so much draft capital still, they didn't pay that much. If you understand what I'm saying by that, I think this is all in on Tua. I think this is, but at the same time, Tyreek Kill and Jalen Waddle they don't fit what Tua does well for me. I don't. I'm not trying to say that Tyreek Kill won't make this team better, but I do think it hurts Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle's fantasy value significantly more than people may expect. What are you expecting for their production and fantasy going forward? I think they're both going to drop down about about five to ten spots. Yeah, so we're talking wide mid wide receiver twos. Then is what you're thinking? Yeah, yeah, and then maybe more depending on how how the team performs, right? Like, because I mean, the thing too, right? So Mike McDaniel's the the new coach there. Um, he is a Shanahan disciple, and Shanahan loves to run the football. What if they run the ball 70% of the or 50% of the plays? I don't know why I said 70, but 50% of plays, <laughs> you know, and they just they run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Well, then Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, they both don't have volume either in that case. Um, and then same with Mike Isecki. So I think it I think this could hurt all three of the pass catchers. And I think it could be pretty substantial. I'm staying away from this entire wide receiver room now. Um, whereas I was kind of interested in, in Jalen Waddle, but I think the price is too high now for what you're getting. And yeah, I just don't think the I don't think the wide the quarterback is a good fit at this point. Um, I like Tua a lot before the hip injury, and I just don't think he's been the same player since the hip injury. So unless he, until he proves to me that he is the same player, you know, I don't really want anything to do with this team. What about Tua? Right, those are you're worried about the weapons. How about Tua's fantasy value? Does this this got to help it for you, right? It helps it, but I don't think he's going to stay. I think it's going to help it, but hurt it. If you understand what I mean by that, I mean that he's going to be helped in the short term, but hurt in the long term because I think he's going to get. I think he's going to lose the starting job. He's going to get exposed. Uh, yeah, I think he gets exposed. I think he. I think people realize after this season that oh wait maybe it wasn't brian flores that was terrible for this offense maybe it was tua remember Tua two years ago got outplayed by ryan fitzpatrick yeah yeah i don't i don't really see too much into that just because rookie and rookie coming off a really significant injury so it's not that weird at all for me to see a uh 
you were know, you impressed at all by that, what he did last year? I haven't ruled out Tua. You know, he's not off my my list in terms of players that I'm willing to go and acquire. But I'm very concerned. I I it sounds like you have ruled out. I'm I'm in the I'm in panic mode. You know, I don't actually have any Tua shares just because I was scared away enough by the hip injury to not draft him as high as you had to go. I mean, he was going one of one of two, one of three, one of four, going first half of that great draft. So I didn't get any two shares, and I haven't acquired them just because I'm like, I don't see it. Like, hey, if he flips the switch and, you know, maybe he just wasn't fully recovered from the hip injury or he was just figuring out the NFL or it truly was that their offensive line was that weak because last year their offensive line was really bad. So if Armstead can be healthy, that's going to be a huge, huge bonus for them. Um, and they've brought in two better running backs. So, yeah, I, mean, I don't think all of a sudden we're going to see Tua like, oh, yeah, one of the great young QBs in the league. I don't think so. But I still am holding out hope. Yeah. As so for the, the other, other thing too, other thing, too, that I think we need to mention is just the running backs. So the running back room. I think it's going to be a. I think you're going to have a three-headed monster running back. I think Raheem Mostert, Chase Edmonds, uh, Miles Gaskin, all three of them are going to share touches. I don't want anything to do with any of these guys. I think they're going to be a committee all the way, um, and so that's keeping me away in fantasy. Um, I think this is a solid room though for weapons. Like I think, you know, obviously the wide receiver room is good. I think the running back room is good, and I think the line improved a lot. Um, and they still have enough draft capital to be able to address other positions as well. So, yeah, I they're doing everything that they should to figure out if two is the real deal, right? You don't want to just sit around and wait and wait and wait. And the end of the contract comes, and then you're still unsure because around the right weapons to test if two is the real deal or not. Um, so I like their moves. And like you said, it really wasn't that expensive. A very, very late first, a second, and three late draft picks for Tyreek Hill. Now, the reason it was so cheap is because everyone and their mother knew that an enormous extension was coming as well, right? Dude got $30 million a year, four years. Good for Tyreek Hill. Holy crap, it's a money for a non-QB. Um, but yeah, yeah so I mean, I'm going to actually Wilson, bring up. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to talk about some of the like smaller pieces they added, right? Cedric Wilson, a three year deal. A lot of people aren't familiar with Cedric Wilson, but that's just because of how deep the talent was in wide receiver in Dallas. Wilson, when he had an opportunity, showed out. He's a really solid receiver. Now, I don't think he's going to be a fantasy asset, but like in terms of Tua, right? He's going to have Waddle. Tyreek Hill, Cedric Wilson, Preston Williams came back, who is very talented but has had injury issues. Uh, they've got Kasicki on the franchise tag. And then, like you said, we have all these runbacks. None are great, but they have some solid runbacks. They brought in Salvin Ahmed as well. Um, they brought him back. So, I, Tua, there's no excuses at this point if he can't perform. 
Yeah, so one of the things I wanted to bring up since we kind of skipped over it, so Tyree Kill, the team that he used to be a part of, the Chiefs, right? So that trade, I honestly, a lot of people are going to disagree with me here, but I think this was a perfect move for the Chiefs. And you're going to think I'm crazy for saying that because they're well, they're they have Patrick Mahomes, they're in a championship window. Like, why didn't they pay him? All this stuff, right? Well. The, the reason they didn't pay him is because you look at that extension, that extension goes till Tyreek Hill is 32 and Tyreek Hill is not the type of receiver that's going to last until he's 32. This is fantastic at getting value before the crash. They got a 20, the 29th pick, the 50th pick, fourth round pick in 2022 and then 2023, fourth and a six, right? They're going to be able to completely to add completely new pieces to this team when they might not have been able to do that before. Um, so I think this is a fantastic trade for them. And I, but I want to talk about too, some of the other options that they brought in to replace him. Right. So they had Marcus Valdez scaling. I think they overpaid him with a three year, 30 million. Um, but it's not a terrible deal just because, you know, Mahomes, honestly, that's a bargain, but Mahomes deal is a bargain at this point. And I think the Marquez Valdez scaling, he's a perfect type of receiver for what Mahomes does well. And then next is the prove it deal for Juju. So Juju now enters as the number one wide receiver for that team going forward. And looking back at this team now that now that they've gotten rid of Tyreek, I think that the, the Juju signing is actually a really good signing because it frees up. They can move uh, Hardman and Valdez Scantling to the outside, kind of still have that speed threat on the outside to take care of the safety. But how are you going to guard Juju? Who do you put on Juju? Do you put somebody who's like, you know, just a big dude on him, or like, like, because you can't, you don't have a safety to, to put on him anymore because you have the two guys on the on the outsides to that are burners. So I really like this move for them. Um, I think it's an underrated move too because they get more draft picks. They have the ability to, you know, continue to address the offensive line and also address the secondary. So I think it's a really good move for them. Uh, even though a lot of people probably will disagree with me there. Yeah, I understand why they're doing it. I just I'm not with you. I I see this as signaling that Casey wants to play for the future and not right now. You're right, right? That contract is looking really bad. Tyree Kill's cap hit in the last year is fifty million dollars. Now the dead cap's real low, so I doubt he's gonna play on it that year. Um so I actually don't really think the Tyreek deal's bad for Miami just because they can get out of it relatively easily when he's older. Um, it's not necessarily a bad deal, but at the same time, you you know you're not going to get any value from him after that point. So they paid all this money, and I don't think the team that team's not going to compete. So I'm not saying it's a bad deal for the Dolphins. I'm not trying to say that. I do think it's a better deal for the Chiefs, though. Um, and one thing I did forget to mention too, while going back to it, is the Ronald Jones signing. Uh, so Ronald Jones completely kills the value for Kyle Clyde over to And I really like the signing for Ronald Jones too. I think he adds another dimension to the Chiefs offense that they've been missing. So um, I think if Ronald Jones stays healthy and he can uh, keep out of the doghouse, like he somehow got in Tampa Bay, I think, I think he could be a real difference maker for them. Yeah. The Ronald Jones signing shows to me that they don't believe in Clyde. I think Clyde will still have an opportunity to produce, but the fact that they're signing Ronald Jones, who's who's a good running back, like he's had two thousand yard seasons. Um, we haven't seen the actual money he's getting yet. Uh, it just happened this morning. We're shooting Saturday morning, 
Um, but I don't deciding for KC, like why not go get so <clears throat> Sony Michelle? Why not draft a Richard White? Why not get a bigger back? That's what I feel they need is to have someone that can, you know, dominate the running game. Like Ronald Jones is a smaller guy that has injury history. He's quick. He's elusive. He's useful in that way. But I don't see that as being what addition Casey needs in the backfield, personally. You know how you can address that in the draft still? Through the picks that they just got. That's true. No, and that's why I say I want to see the how much money they're paying, right? If they it's a real low money deal, you know, I'll subtract my statement. I just figure Ronald Jones would get decent money. I would think there's five or six teams calling his agent. Um but yeah, we'll see. Uh I d I'm not using this as a buy Ronald Jones opportunity. If anything, I'd be using it as a potential buy CEH opportunity. If the CH owners are finally completely deflated, I know I sold um, one of my CH shares about a week ago, and I'm I'm sitting here really happy that I did um, because I signed him at a pretty I sold him at a pretty good value. But I know if I had him still, I would be sad. I would have seen that Ronald Jones time and be like, "Screw me, CH is done," and I would I could make an emotional decision. To very cheaply. So I guess that's my point is see if you can get C8. Like, I don't know. What would you pay? I, I would think a late second. I don't I want anything it. to do with them. Nothing. You wouldn't even. Nothing. Okay. Fair enough. Well, I just still think there's a, a value potential. If um, if there's some CH owners up there that are just like completely giving up. But uh, as for the receivers, I, I'm not nearly as bullish on um, MVS as Marquez Valdez-Scandling or um, Hardman as you seem to be. I, I mean, what I are we talking about? We're talking about fantasy? Like, if we're talking about fantasy, I, yeah, I don't want anything to do with them, but we're talking about I'm stretching talking offense both. and helping, I mean, for, helping Juju. We're help, I think they're going to help Juju a lot more than people think. I think Juju is going to be a low, a high wide receiver too. That's what I'm going to say. So my, the, let's talk NFL. I believe that Hill makes that offense go. Oops, sorry, Patrick Mahomes makes it go. But in terms of how the defense has to plan against them, they don't plan against Kelsey. They plan against Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill can change the game on one play. He's so dynamic. He's so quick. He's so strong. Like There's no player like him. I don't think Hardman or MVS are going to get near the adjustments near the respect i don't think they're going to scare or confuse defenses at anywhere close to what tyreek hill does now they are the similar type of player i agree and that's probably the best way to try and use them but i just don't think it's going to be anywhere near the um attention you're going to see on these players as you saw with tyreek so i'm going to give you some stats of what the record was for the Kansas City Chiefs without Tyree Kill the past uh, few years. So they are from 2019 when he missed uh, four games. They were three and one with a point total of 28, 33, 34, and 13 against Indianapolis. 
Uh, so the only game that they didn't score a lot of points in was against Indianapolis. Indianapolis had a very good defense that year. Um, and the other games, uh, so in 2021, the, the Chiefs lost as well. They scored uh, 21 against Tyreek. Uh, but that was without um, – that was a – that was one of the last weeks of the season, so I don't really read too much into that. So uh, they were resting their players without that in that game. So that, that doesn't really say anything to me because uh, Mahomes didn't play that. So I think you were looking – I think people overestimate what Tyreek Hill brought without Mahomes. They still have Travis Kelsey. They still have the ability to stretch the field, which is what Mahomes does very good, very well. Let's, let's pop the brakes. I, I don't think – I think everybody – like – Quarterback sometimes makes the difference, and I think that's the scenario here. Oh, no. I'm not saying they're going to be a bad team by any means. They're still going to be very good. But well, you the can't say that you can't say that you Super can't say. Team, well, no, you can't say that Tyreek Hill makes this team go when they have a fantastic record without Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I think that's an extremely small sample size that I'm not. Sure it is. That's, obviously, it's a str- obviously it's going to be a strong, small sample size, but at the same time, like that's not like those those games in 2019. Like that was also early in Patrick Mahomes' career. So I don't. Th- I think he's improved. I think Patrick Mahomes has improved. I don't. I don't know. I don't understand why people keep on saying that. That's like that Tyreek Hill is such a huge. Like he's obviously it was it was a big part of the offense, but this offense can adjust. I don't. And, and two. Now you can't play too like what do you if people play too high safety on Kansas City now with Juju they're gonna just light people up because they have the ability to go low with with Juju now and so that could make Juju a very very good PPR option because um, you know they actually have the ability to use a slot receiver in these um, and with with Travis Kelsey as well to use these guys in other situations. Other than just speed, 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 speed. Yeah, I don't know why you would go to two safeties against this team. Hardman and MVS don't scare me at all. Well, I think you're gonna. I think people people are gonna make the mistake then because you're gonna get a lot of big big throws on you. That is that is the name of Hardman and Valdez Cantley's game. What I think they need to do is draft Jamison Williams. I think they need to replace Tyreek, and if they do that, that is an awesome deal. This would like the uh, Stefan Diggs trade. They got a first and a bunch of random later picks that they used on Justin Jefferson and, you know, more depth pieces. I would love that move. I just, if they're going to roll out their offense as is today, I think that they're going to be a good offense, not a great offense. And they need to have a great offense to be a real Super Bowl con- contender. Because their defense. Well, I thought they had a good offense man. last year, not a great offense. They had they showed no ability to adjust to the two to the two high safeties towards the end of the year. They they struggled, struggled, struggled with it. Yeah, they beat the Buffalo Bills pretty good, but the Bills defense wasn't nearly as good as the stats said that was said it was. They they struggled against good teams, so. But let's let's move on. Uh, I don't know if you do. You have anything else you want to talk about with the Chiefs? Or I guess we could mention that Josh Gordon resigned. Is there any uh, any hope there? The ultimate of ultimate dart throws. Yeah, do people still believe in Josh, Josh Gordon? I don't. I mean, 
not only is he older, like, look what he's done. He was with Casey last year. He, he didn't do anything. All right. Yeah. I think we can move on then. Yeah. So uh, let's move on to the Jets then. So CJ Uzuma. Uh, so he signed for a three-year, $24 million deal. Um, so, you know, I think he's their, their tight end. I don't, I still don't really believe in him. I don't think it's like a, a huge signing because a needle mover to, to invest heavily in, in him. But I mean, if you're desperate at tight end, there's a dart throw. Yeah. Well, they signed Conklin as well. They both got three bills of good money. Uh, Uzoma got 24 million and Conklin got 20. Um, that's pretty good money for a tight end. Um, I think the value that brings to the Jets is rushing because those are both very good blocking tight ends. Um, they've shown some upside in fantasy. Conklin was the tight end in Minnesota, <clears throat> and he, he, he did pretty well last year. Um, but because they have two solid tight ends that are about similar, I think neither can be good in fantasy. So I'm not looking at them to be fantasy players for me. But I think it can help their running game. Um, the only other signs I care about is they brought back Tevin Coleman on a one-year, very low deal, and gave uh, Braxton Berrios a two-year deal. Um, and if if they're bringing in these players, like it tells me that they have a lot of faith in Elijah Mitchell and Elijah Moore. Sorry, not Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Moore and Michael Carter and Corey Davis, because those are really decent options they have at wide receiver and running back. So, if they're just adding these lower players to them, that means they probably have either really big plans in the NFL draft, or they have a lot of like faith in what they have already. Because I don't think either of those players are moving the needle for anyone. Yeah, yeah. So. Um... You have anything else about the Jets? I don't. I don't think there's anything any needle movers for the Jets. I, I think it's the exact same team. So, fantasy wise, well, at least it's just that what are they doing in the draft? Right, they've got good draft capital, and I think that a first round wide receiver is highly likely. So, to bring that in for Zach Wilson would be huge. And I think whatever player, I think they're a great landing spot because. There's plenty of there's plenty of targets to go around in that offense, and I I do believe in Zach Wilson, so I'd be very interested to see what happens on full draft. Yes, yeah, so let's move on to the Bengals. Uh, so Lyle Collins, three year, twenty one million. Hayden Hurst, one year, three point five million. Uh, Ted Karras, three year, eighteen million. Alex Kappa, four year, thirty five million. So yeah, I think the big thing with the Bengals is they completely have invested in. Um, Joe Burrow and protecting Joe Burrow and then Hayden Hurst. I think he's a stopgap at tight end. I think they draft a tight end early this year. Um, I would, I would, I'm curious if you're the Bengals, do you go for Trey McBride in the late first round without a tight end on the roster at this point? I think that's a very real possibility. They have tight end on the roster. Hayden Hurst is a f- very adequate tight end in the NFL. Uh, this He's only on a one-year deal. deal. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why I think they need to, to address it unless their plan is, hey, let's give Hayden Hurst a shot. And if he 
works out, you know, we'll sign him. That could happen. Um, but I, yeah, I think the big thing is they finally did what they need to to get the offensive line improved. So, yeah, I'm really happy about that for all parties that we care about. And then Hayden Hurst becomes, you know, there's a little breath back into his fantasy life. Uh, not a ton, but there's a chance. Yeah, so then uh, do you have anything else for them? No, that's it. Uh, no, so the Steelers, uh, so they signed Mr. Trubisky to your $14.2 million. This uh, screams bridge quarterback deal to me. Um, but what I think, I think he's going to be the starter there for both years. Um, I think they're looking towards the draft next year. Um, and, I mean, I, I don't think Mr. Trubisky is a worse option than any of the quarterbacks that were in this draft. So... I mean, but, you know, like we talked about before, like I'm not a huge fan of the quarterback class this year. So, you know, I think Mitch Trubisky, he's fine. Um, I don't know what his fantasy value is. I I think people are, I know I've seen a few people that are trying to buy him pretty heavily. I don't think he's going to be a long-term option for them. And I don't think there's, I've been, I don't think he's shown anything to say otherwise for me. Yeah. I mean, this definitely brings a lot of life back into Mitch Trubisky's fantasy value. I would sell right now if I had Mitch Trubisky shares um, because I think there's a very real possibility they're going to draft a one of these QBs. If they don't, right, if, if Mitch Trubisky is the 2022, I expect Mitch to be a you know bad QB too. I don't see a lot of upside. Uh, he does have great weapons. The receivers are very good. have a great running back. Um, yeah, I, I think this is kind of just keep going as we've been going with the fantasy assets involved in Pittsburgh. I don't see this as a real upgrade to Big Ben. I think it's about a lateral move. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think Big Ben was terrible this year, but oh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think it was any worse than anybody could have expected. So I think you're probably around the same or a little bit higher. It's, it's probably about it. Um, for the Steelers, though, do you have anything else? Or no, no. So Deshaun Watson, I think, is the big news here with Cleveland. Um, so he he was traded for a first round pick in 2022, 2023, 2024, third round pick in 2023, fourth round pick in 2024, and the Browns got Deshaun Watson in a fifth rounder in 2024. So I don't get I don't what I don't get for Cleveland is. Why did you let Landry go before? Like, if you thought you were in the running for this trade, why did you let Landry go? Um, but I mean, hey, they got a they got a quarterback of the future. Hopefully, we'll see what happens with the suspension. But I can't imagine that he won't be suspended. But yeah, I, I I'm not gonna try and hedge whether or not the NFL suspends him or not. He has not been charged. With any criminal, uh, anything criminal in Texas where these accusations occurred, they certainly paid for them, right? Three first plus. It definitely helps Houston reset and rebuild. Watson's a superstar. He's one of the most talented quarterbacks in the in the world. Uh, I don't know how much more to say. It, it helps everyone there um, in fantasy. Landry has been released. But they brought in Cooper. Amari Cooper, you know, he got traded prior. <clears throat> so everyone was, you know, very down on Cooper because he was linked with. But um, 
now with Watson in town, I think he's com- could be a wide receiver one. I think likely he'll be a back at wide receiver two, or sorry, a high wide receiver two. What about Baker though, right? Like what's going on with Baker? He's still just sitting there without a chair. Nobody wants him. M- musical chairs game. And nobody wants him. I think yeah, that's I'm the most telling thing, right? He's playing in 2022. I don't, I don't even know. If, I don't know if he's going to get signed or traded for. I don't think anybody's going to trade for him. So they're going to have to release him or they're going to keep him and sit him on the bench. Um, <laughs> neither of those two options interest me. So, you know. Are we going to be seeing progressive cur- commercials with uh, Baker Mayfield in, uh, in five, six months? I would not be surprised if they're canceled sort shortly. But I would um, I would assume though that he does have a contract that pays out for a couple more years at least. But who knows? I don't I don't know what the specifics of his endorsement contract is. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think Baker is uh, his career is in extreme jeopardy of being over, um, which is surprising, right? Like it really seemed like a one eighty. I didn't realize that Cleveland was so unhappy with who he is off the field. Like, I know they weren't happy with his play on the field, but there've been a lot of comments about him being very immature and him just not having what you need in a quarterback, right? You need to be the leader. You need to be showing how to do it the right way, right? How to be a professional. And at least it sounds like from some like leaked comments from people within the building that that's not what Baker Mayfield is. Um, so because of that, and because of the poor play, I think it's career. It's very in jeopardy. Yeah. Um, one thing I do want to mention, though, about the Deshaun Watson trade still is the Texans, um, the skill position players there. So I, I would, if I'm the Texans, I still want to trade Brandon Cooks. Um, I'm honestly kind of surprised that they didn't include him in the trade. But, you know, I, I, I think it's an interesting, that's one interesting person that I think is still going to be on the trade block for tennis or for Houston. So I want to see what happens there before I like kind of go into before I start trying to buy any Houston players, which there's not any really other than Brandon Cooks. But you know, we'll see what happens in the draft for them. But I mean, I think this shows. Well, yeah, let's see what they do in the draft. I don't think they're drafting a QB. I think they're going to give Davis Mills a real chance. Um, I, I've I've liked Davis Mills since this time last year. Uh, he just had a lot of injuries in college that prevented him from really showing what he can do. He's very talented. And in that dump of a team they had last year, he he had some moments. I thought he did admirably considering the situation. Um, they brought Njoku back on the franchise tag here in Cleveland. So, and Hooper's gone. They released Hooper. So I think... For, Najoku, you know, he's an interesting tight end flyer for me. And then they brought uh, Dearness Johnson on a one-year deal, which is sad to me. I was really hoping he would get a chance to have more, more, but Cleveland didn't let him leave. And I see why he's a good player. So he's like a double hand because there's two really good backs ahead of him. Yeah, yeah, and the the last person really I think that is Jakeem Grant. You know, like he's a solid returner. I think that's probably what pretty much the only thing he brings to the team though is as a special teams uh, kick returner, punt returner. But you know, uh, do you have anything else about the Browns? No, that's it. Uh, so the Ravens, 
they haven't done anything offensively in free agency at this point. Um, I've been retaining a couple guys, but at the same time, they haven't really done anything to change their outlook at all, in my opinion. Yeah, they brought back Tyson Williams, who's, you know, they had a little met moment there in the preseason with Gus Edwards and um, J.K. going down. You know, there was everyone was excited about him, but I thought he proved that he's not the answer. He right, they had to bring in all these old running backs to play because he couldn't get it done. Uh, Tyler Huntley, he's the only backup QB that I'm interested in fantasy because he's shown in the couple games that Lamar's missed that he can run that offense and produce fantasy points. And Lamar, I think, I'm not saying Lamar Jackson is injury prone. He is not. He hasn't proved that. He's been incredibly durable. My point is just that it takes almost nothing to acquire acquire Tyler Huntley in fantasy. And the chance that you know Lamar misses a game or two is decent in a given season. So I would go and get Tyler Huntley off your waiver wire. That's really all I have for Baltimore, though. Yeah, so um, I don't have anything for them. Titans, uh, Austin Hooper signed on a one-year $6 million deal. They still have a gaping hole opposite of A.J. Brown. Well, that's not true. They signed... Um, they traded. Yeah, They traded, they uh, traded for Robert Woods. Robert Bobby Woods, Trees. that's who it was. Yep, yep. yep that's right. I totally forgot about that for a second. Yeah, so you know they have Robert Woods over there. Robert Woods is a solid asset. I think he's like he hurts a lot. AJ Brown a lot because uh, it's a run first offense. Do you think that that changes anytime soon, though? I mean, Derek now Henry's that got Bobby Trees. Derek Henry's getting older. So if I was if I was Tennessee with those two great receivers, I would definitely be trying to become more pass heavy. Derrick Henry is still your best option. There's no one in the NFL that can do what he can do. Uh, although, right, I feel Derrick Henry is the more touches you give him, the better he gets because he's so big, he's so physical, and he like he's like body blows, you know, in the first couple of rounds. That's him in the beginning of the game in boxing, body blows, body blows. And by the end of the game, like people just fall off him because they're – hurt you know they're, they're they're like sick of getting this fridge pound into them so i don't know i don't know what they do i'll be really curious to see uh if they're going to become more pass heavy if they don't you think that um aj brown is going to kind of just share some of his targets with robert woods is that how you see it yeah that's how i see it playing out i don't i, don't, I hope you're wrong i, I hope you're wrong because yeah. A.G. Brown is fantastic. Um, and right, Robert Woods, he's an older player. So if he's got to be the one to be sacrificed so A.G. Brown can be a great dynasty asset still, I, I would be okay with that, certainly. Um, yeah, I, I wonder, is it similar to kind of in San Fran where Debo was the one getting all the targets and Brandon Ayuk was just kind of left out? He was odd man out. I'm hoping it's that way. Um, that said, I think Robert Woods is definitely a better receiver than Ayuk. So we're just gonna have to see if they, you know, if they both share the targets, then I think they're both hurt bad. I think we're seeing like a wide receiver three for Woods and wide receiver two for AJ Brown. 
Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So Julio has been released. Do you have any faith left in Julio? If in, in where does it go? I mean, I think it's where he goes, right? Like, you know, if Julio is healthy, that's a big if. I th- I'm curious if he's could still produce a decent season. There's definitely teams that could use wide receivers, right? We mentioned a few that are still out there. Jarvis Landry is still out there. Um, that's the big one that comes to my head. But Julio, I mean, I I unless he retire, I think he's going to be playing next year. Like I find it very unlikely that no team is going to kick the tires on Julio. It's just what are we going to get? I don't know. If I'm a contender and I have Julio, unless I'm going to get, I don't know, like at least a third-round pick for him, I would just hold and hope that he he shows a little bit next season. Do you have anything else for Tennessee, though? Uh, No. So um, I think the big thing uh, next team here is Colts. I think the big thing there is the Matt Ryan trade. Um, so yeah, I mean, so they traded Matt Ryan, they traded Carson Wentz. I, I think Matt Ryan is going to have a very solid season with these, with the Colts. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I think Matt Ryan is severely underrated. Yeah, they're certainly in a lot better place. Uh, in Indy than they were in Atlanta, right? They had a bad offensive line in, in Atlanta. Now they're at one of the best offensive lines in football. Um, they just, they do have a left tackle question mark, uh, but guess what? This is a really good offensive line draft. So uh, hopefully Indy can address that. Now they don't have the first, right? Because of that Carson Wentz trade, but they did get a third or sorry. They had to give also had to give up a third for, um, to acquire Matt Ryan. Um, I think this helps Michael Pittman. I think Matt Ryan is going to do better for Pittman than Carson Wentz was. So my Pittman shares are happy. Yeah, I'm on the same boat. The um, only other thing, though, I would wanted to mention is Moali Cox. Jack Doyle retired. Moali Cox got a 3 or $17 million deal. Clearly, Indianapolis believes in Moali Cox. I'm wondering if he's, you know, should be a flyer tight end. That potentially could, uh, you know, be a, you know, be like your backup tight end in fantasy. Yeah, he would certainly be a backup. I, I don't think he's going to be. I don't want him as my starter. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't want him as my starter by any means. But um, he's probably on the waiver wire in quite a few leagues. So if he is, go grab him. If you have, you know, a weak player, you can drop. Just because I think there's a decent chance that he has some fantasy value. Very low, but he could. Yeah, so I just wanted to talk real quick about the teams that the that traded Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz or f- traded traded Matt Ryan to the Colts and that traded for Carson Wentz. So starting with it. the Commanders, um, so the Commanders they get Carson Wentz. I don't believe it's an upgrade. I know a lot of people love Carson Wentz or at least respect Carson Wentz for his MP- MVP season. I don't respect him at all. I, I think he's going to be out of the league here shortly. Um, I think the the commanders just showed their desperation, swung for the fences before the quarterback market got set, and then they missed big. Um, and for the Falcons, 
I mean, this team's completely rebuilding. I don't see any such. I don't have a single person that I want on the the Falcons that's not named Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I definitely agree with. Yeah, uh, but I, I'm a I'm a Carson Wentz lover. Apparently, at least relative to, you. I don't think this is a bad trade. Now, well, did you say that the time up. when the Colts got him too? Yes, yeah, they did. Yeah, I. <laughs> I, I think people I are people are still trade. people are still like they're like oh man Harswins is going to be a a difference maker quarterback for my team no like there's a reason this dude has been to three teams now there's a reason the the Colts couldn't get rid of him fast enough that was weird that was weird it seemed very clear that he was going to be back in 22 and then. Like the last two games of the season happened, and it was completely reversed. It was strange, um, but I definitely think Carson Wentz makes a difference to Washington compared to Ta- Taylor Heineke. Um, I think he's a clear improvement. Now, I don't think he's going to be like some Pro Bowl like great QB, but I think he's a very competent QB. I think he's you know Ryan Tannehill. Um, they had to give up a couple of thirds and move their second round pick back five picks. I, I I don't see that as uh, a high price at all for for a quality QB. Money. He doesn't get paid he, a lot of money. He gets paid more than most quarterbacks. Um, I, I I mean I think you're just wrong about Carson Wentz. I don't. I I would be I wouldn't be surprised if he is out of the league by the end of this contract. Um, do you have anything else though about? About the trader, I'm just looking at his contract real quick because I'm pretty sure it's only a 28 million dollar cap hit. That's a, he's got that's a lot uh, of money. <laughs> that's a lot of money I, for yeah, a guy who's not. It's it's nearly half as much as what Rogers is getting. I don't see that as that much. For yeah, but you could QB. you could have Mitch Trubisky for two years, 14.2 million, or you could yeah. have you know Jameis Winston for half of that, or you could have. Uh, Matt Ryan, who's all, who, a lot of his money is is in Atlanta on the on the for a dead cap. So, so I mean, the Carson Wentz trade happened on the 16th. So free agency had happened. I'd be surprised if Washington had not talked to those players. So they either decided they'd rather have Wentz, or those QBs weren't interested. Right? They're a free agent. They don't have to sign there. It's not a trade. Sure, sure. What I I'm saying though is like. Jameis probably said, no, is, I want to play in New Orleans. No, I, what I'm saying is like if you're like you're paying too much money and you're giving away picks for somebody who's there's a reason that he's been on three teams now. But I mean, we can agree to disagree on Carson Wentz. So Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna convince you. Uh Carson Wentz is the only one that could com- convince you. And he's the only one that could convince me as well. I, I think he still can be a quality QB. I think this is a clear upgrade for Terry McLaurin. Um, and hopefully they bring in a wide receiver. Also, I think, look out Logan Tom- Thomas. I think that he could have a, a bounce season in 22. Carson Wentz has a long history of loving their tight ends. So, right, Logan Thomas was hurt most of the year last year. I think Logan Thomas could, uh, especially if they don't bring another weapon if it's just McLaurin and Thomas I think McLaurin I think Thomas will be a tight end one 
And then the only other thing in, in Washington to talk about, I think, is J.D. McKissick. He, uh, he kind of gave us the double fake there. He, he had an agreement in principle with Buffalo, and then he made the same deal and signed it with uh, Washington. So there was a second there, you know, one great day where all of the San Antonio Gibson owners finally thought he was going to get the chance to be a pass-catching weapon. That I believe he can be, but um, I just I don't, that, I, I don't understand that trade at all, or the the signing. I don't understand resigning him at all. I I, I think it could have gone should have gone with a different size back, drafted somebody, something like that. But it was a cheap deal to be fair. But yeah, yeah. I'm just sad that they're not gonna. I mean, I'm assuming JD because is gonna keep their role if they brought him back. I'm sure he's gonna get a lot of the third down work, which is unfortunate for Gibson. He's the borderline. He's, you know, he was RB12 this year. So I, I don't think he's going to be any higher than that. That's really the outcome on that one. Yeah, you so have you anything, anything else, else there? The, uh, no, I, th- I think we're good. So Yeah, I'm good. Um, well, yeah, let's move on to Jacksonville. So um, Brandon Sheriff, he signed a three-year, $49.5 million deal. Christian Kirk, four years, $72 million deal. Zay Jones, three years, $24 million. Evan Ingram, one year, $9 million. So I mean the Jaguars were the probably the biggest spender of this offseason. Um and they overpaid for a lot of these guys. You know, I I mean Kershaw Kirk's an obvious overpay. Zay Jones is an obvious overpay to me. Um Evan Ingram, he's on a one year nine million dollar deal. Like, okay, who cares? Uh, he's on a prove it deal. Either you prove it and we resign you, or you know, you're, you don't and we don't. So I think that's fine. But I mean what do you what do you think? I think that they're trying to help their quarterback. Like they're a really bad team and they have a young quarterback. They need to help them out. I love the Brandon Sheriff signing. He's a great player. Um, they brought in a bunch of receiving weapons. None of them are very good, but when you're a really bad team and have been one of the worst teams in the league for decades, it's pretty hard to convince players, at least the great ones to go play with you. And you have to overpay to get whoever you're going to get usually. So I think all those players were overpaid. Um, they brought back Laquan Treble too. On a, he's the only one that actually got his market value deal there. He got a one million dollar deal. Um, but really, no pass catching weapon. I'm particularly interested in fantasy in Jacksonville. Like Evan Ingram. Hey, this is a chance. Can you can you bring back into your fantasy career? Christian Kirk. I think he's a good player in the NFL, and I think he'll be useful for Jacksonville. I don't like him in fantasy because I don't see him getting used enough to be, you know, a high producer. I think wide receiver three is a ceiling. And then the rest of them, I, I have really no interest of the receiving weapons. I find it interesting, though, they didn't bring in a running back at all. Right, uh, James? Uh, you got the Achilles injury. Jeez, Escaping my what is his name? <laughs> Escaping me right now. James Robinson. Thank you, James Robinson. Right, he's got the Achilles injury, and then you have Etienne. Um, they haven't brought anyone in, so it makes me think that they're very satisfied with those two. Um, I think Robinson will play this year, but we'll, you know we'll see what kind of level of recovery he has because Acres certainly wasn't the same player he came back, but Acres came back quicker than we would be seeing with Robinson. So um, in that after time, a lot 
Clemson to look a little better. But that's really all I have in Jacksonville to discuss. So one of the things I did want to mention with Jacksonville, so Brandon Sheriff, he's 30 right now. Um, so he'll be he's past the prime of a of you know an offensive lineman. Are you not worried about that at all? I mean, yeah. He's he's still playing at a really high level. Um Trent Williams is is older than him and was the best left tackle in football. Um uh, left tackle's a little uh, bit different than left guard or right guard. Because you know, the interior you're it's a lot more of a battle in the interior, I feel like. Um, not to say anything against tackles, but at the same time, I, I like guards have a lower lifespan on their career than tackle tackles do generally. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I still see Brandon Sheriff as a big signing for them. Uh, I mean, he, you're right. He's an older player and we're not getting prime Brandon Sheriff, but I believe this is certainly an upgrade to the offensive line. Yeah. Um, so other than that, though, I don't have anything else. Um, so, uh, moving on to the next team, though, is the Raiders. Uh, so the big, big thing there is Devontae Adams. Um, they retained everybody, a lot of a lot of players on their team. But other than that, you know, the Devontae Adams signing or trade is you know, big. Um, multiple first round picks and a second. Um, I mean, I I like the trade for the Raiders. I, I, I one of the things that I just don't get about the the AFC. How many teams are trying to compete right now? Like. Uh, you know, eventually, everyone, it feels like. <laughs> like eventually you have to like you know hit a point where it's just like okay well maybe we shouldn't be swinging for the fences right now um but like i mean good on them right they're like, they're, they're following the rams method you know trade for these proven players and and try and just force a title yeah vegas I, has what done I don't great get... things. They, they brought in um they brought in khalil mack as well so they upgraded their pass rush. They got a great wide receiver. I mean, Devontae Adams, I think he's the best wide receiver in football right now. So I think. Yeah, I mean, the team's going to be good, right? Like, let's, I'm not trying to say the team's not going to be good, but at the same time, like, I don't know if they're like even the third best team in their division. So, I mean, that's. Yeah, that's I think tough. every AFC West team has gotten a lot better, except for KC, who got worse with the Tyre Kill signing. So, I mean, the AFC West is brutal. I mean, you, like Chargers, Denver, Oak, or sorry, Vegas, and KC, obviously, like that is a fantastic division. Whoever, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't about think they're winning a it. Super Bowl. No, I agree, but they're certainly going to be good. And what, why don't we talk about Devontae Adams? Like, how does this trade affect his fantasy value for you? I mean, he, in any given year with Green Bay for, what, four or five years, you wouldn't be surprised at all if he, if he was the wide receiver one. Is that still the case for you? Do I think Devontae Adams is also wide receiver one? Yes. I don't know the, for how long. Do you think he can be the overall right fantasy wide receiver one in 2022? Oh, no, 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 no. No, I, that's I don't my think thought. That's, is the ceiling is lower? No, I, I, I think, think he could be five, six. One Darren Waller. But, Darren Waller, I think, was for one reason. Uh, Devontae Adams has never had any competition for targets in Green Bay. Two, they have a really good running game. Three, Derek Carr is just not as good of a quarterback as Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, don't forget Hunter Renfro is a heck of a slot receiver as well. I just yeah, I think it's about targets. Um, I think that's the issue. Unless Waller and and Renfro get much less targets than they have been seeing, I don't see how Devontae Adams is going to have 163 targets. That's my concern. I, he's still going to be a great wide receiver in fantasy. It's just I think you got to lower your expectations. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't have anything else about the Raiders. Uh, for the Packers, though, you know, Devontae Adams trade, one, it just doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, it doesn't make any sense that they brought back Aaron Rodgers and then let Devontae Adams go. None of it, none of it makes sense. I like, I don't understand what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, aren't they trying to win a Super Bowl right now? Like, well, for who? who's catching the ball? That's a great question, but right, you're talking about how many teams they're trying to win in the AFC, right? It doesn't seem like there's that many teams ready to compete in the NFC. They, yeah, it's that, it's the with you. This, this trade makes no sense. Yeah, it, it, originally doing, we thought it was going to be the Packers, the Rams, the Bucks, and then well, the Bucks even won, we didn't even think the Bucks were going to win anything until Brady retired, you know. Yeah. But um, so like. How many of these teams are legitimate competitor, like com- competition, right? Like the Bucks, the Rams, the 49ers, if they have a quarterback. Like, I think the 49ers are going to be spoilers more than they're going to be like competitors. You know what I mean? Um, I think the Saints are going to be competitors in terms of like, or not competitors, but uh, spoilers. Um, I think this helps the Dallas and, and Arizona. Yeah, I mean, because but the they thing go is, is from like, spoiler to, I think, contender. When you knock out, Green I don't even Bay, know if they're. I, just I mean, yeah, I guess you're you're a competitive. Like, I guess these spoiler teams are more competitors, just because you know you have a chance of winning it, just because there's not as many good teams in the NFC, so yeah. you can get to the Super Bowl easier. And then in the Super Bowl, anything can happen. Anything yeah, can happen. It's just one game. So, but yeah, um, I don't have anything else about the Packers. You know, I don't just don't know what they're doing. Um, I don't have any. There's nobody I want to own here either. Um, Alan Lazard, I don't want to own him. Um, and I think they have to draft somebody. Or two so, or three or four. Well, I personally, I think Alan Lazard shows you a lot. They let everyone go except for Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard is like best friends with Aaron Rodgers. They like eat Thanksgiving dinner together. So. The issue is, is I don't think Alan Lazard is terribly uh, talented, but I think this Lazard to be useful in fantasy, not highly useful. I think wide receivers three is probably what you're going to see, but he's the only player that brought back, and I think that's, I think that's telling. The other thing is they um, they converted Aaron Jones's contract, his his roster and, and base salary into signing bonus, which added two voided years. Which, to me, thinks, hey, it's more likely he's going to be here longer, which obviously helps his value in fantasy. But um, oh, I'm having a morning with names. What is the BC product that is a uh, second round pick? AJ Dillon, Thunder Thighs. Thank you, AJ Dillon. I'm sorry, people. I am struggling this morning. Um, yeah, I I'm with you. Like, there's a just complete void at wide receiver so they got some people through the draft but you know what actually right 
Julio Jones, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham. Green Bay has got to be the best landing spot for any of those wide receivers, right? Why? So if you if they, well, like, why go there, right? Like you're gonna sign a one year deal and then hope that hope that you can get something after they just traded their best wide receiver. Like I don't I don't know. Then I don't know. Yeah, I mean those are interesting. That's an interesting spot, but we'll see. I don't think they go there. Um, so for the Packers, do you have anything else though about to talk about? No, that's it. So the Chargers, they signed Gerald Everett. He made other a bunch of other signings on defense, but offensively, that's the really their only big thing. Um, they re-signed Mike Williams. But yeah, I mean, I think other than that, you know, it's a pretty, it's going to be the same offense as that last year. So I don't really think there's much to talk about here. Yeah, Williams and Everett are the big signings. Um, Mike Williams was wide receiver 12 last year. He, he, it was a lot of those points were in the beginning of the year. He was on fire the first like month and a half. And he's slow, he wasn't nearly as consistent down the rest of the year. But, I mean, where do you value Mike Williams? Like, are are you thinking last year was an aberration? This was a late breakout so, for Williams. I put no uh, Mike Williams in the same tier as Wolf Fuller in terms of like he's going to win you like a couple fantasy games a season, and he's also going to lose you a few fantasy games a season. I don't like players that are like that. I don't like high ceiling, low floor players. So I don't ever own any of these guys. Um. That's just how my personal opinion. Um, I would rather have the like consistent players on, on my team, but so that's well, that's I, I don't even rank Mike Williams because I don't think he's consistent enough to be an asset for me in the playoffs because I can never know exactly what game he's going to go off and what game he's going to be terrible. A lot of Mike Williams hate. Wow, I didn't I didn't realize that. Um, I. Well, that goes for any. That goes for it's the same thing with like Deshaun Jackson back in the day, like all those guys, right? Like they're fantastic players, but I'm not acquiring them for the price it takes to get them when they're so like inconsistent in terms of fantasy production. They're great in the NFL, but for fantasy, it's just too inconsistent. Yeah, I, if I have those players, Tyler Lockett's another good example. Um, they have to be my wide receiver two, and I want them to be my wide receiver three if I'm going to be happy as a contender. Just because, like you say, they they can lose you a week any given time if you're in the playoffs, you know, and they put up two points. Which Mike Williams, he does that. He even last year is great year. He had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven single digit games. Three of those exactly. were over seven. Exactly. Points. That's so it, that doesn't kill I mean, you, right? Still, like, seven, but yeah, that's what he I'm had saying. Like two point one, a four point seven, a three point nine. He had three sub five games. Like those, if you those my point. in the playoffs, you're screwed. Yeah, you're proving um, my point though. Like I, I like Mike Williams as a player, but I don't want him in fantasy for just that reason. Yeah, I, I'm. I I agree. I don't have Mike Williams anywhere just because I sold him. I saw him in the beginning of the year when he started off at 22, 22, and 34 points his first three weeks. Um, I, I Those types of players, I'll have a roster, but they have to be 
you know, wide receiver two or wide receiver three for me, because if they're like my wide receiver one that I'm counting on, you know, every week, I can't have them be that inconsistent. But, um, but Gerald Everett, are you in, are you interested in Gerald Everett? I mean, yeah, he's a, he's a startable tight end. He's a backup. Yeah. I would, I, would, I, I don't want him as he's my a starter. But... Yeah. I like him as a flyer. He's a very good athlete and, you know, he could be what, you know, the third receiving weapon with an amazing quarterback. So I'd be curious to see what he, what he does, but yeah, he, if he's your starter, you're in big trouble. You're not a yeah. contender if he's your starter. Yeah, so let's – are you ready to move on to the Broncos? Yep, let's talk Denver. Yeah, so so Russell Wilson trade, I think that's a big trade, obviously. Um, so they traded Russell Wilson and a fourth-round pick for Noah Fant, Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, two first-rounders, 1.09 this year and a 2023 first, two second-rounders and a fifth. Um, home run trade for Denver, um, in my opinion. I, I do think there is a question with Russell Wilson in terms of longevity, but this roster is built to win now. So swing for the fences, go for the quarterback. And I think Russell Wilson is going to bring it, bring him at least a solid playoff run. Um, the AFC is loaded though. So who knows what happens there, but for fantasy, you know, Russell Wilson, I, I like Russell Wilson a lot. I'm, I, if I can get Russell Wilson and I'm a contender, I'm absolutely doing it. For uh, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, you know KJ Hamler, um, Albert O, Albert O, to the moon, to the moon, Albert O. Um, I I if you can get Russell uh, Albert O for you know a third round pick, get him, get him. Um, I think you can get. I think he's going to be a steal this year. I think he's going to be tight end a top 10 tight end and i think he could be even even higher um he shows he showed plenty plenty of potential under noah fant and i think the reason that they were able to include noah fant in this trade was specifically because of alberto um and yeah i i, I like Noah fan noah or alberto a lot for the wide receivers, you know, they're still all in the same situation where they have a bunch of targets, um, target questions. Like, you know, there's there's still four or five different options there in terms of targets. But yeah, I mean, I would absolutely, I, I, I think they're going to benefit from having a better quarterback. And I think they're, they're all pretty solid options, not necessarily great options just because of the target share, but they're, they're solid options. Um, and then the next thing that I think is important here to bring up is the um, running back. So with um, Melvin Gordon not re-signing yet, I don't think he will re-sign, but it's, it's something still to monitor. Um, you know, if he doesn't re-sign, uh, you know, I think that... Um, What's his, what's his name? Javante. Got me doing the same thing. Yeah, Javante. Javante uh, Williams. Javante uh, Williams. He's going to be a, a superstar at right at running back. Um, and yeah, I mean, I I think that's the big thing with this trade. So for the for the Seahawks, though, what I will say, um, I think this hurts DK Metcalf and hurts hurts Tyler Lockett a lot. Um, 
and, and but they're in the same situation. Like I don't, I don't really see, I don't see why they would keep these players around. Um, I think they need to just go ahead and blow it up. Um, but I don't think they will. And so I think you're probably going to stay. You're going to stay on all these players. I think you're going to, you're going to hold as much as you can and then hope that they can get a quarterback next year. Do you have any interest in Drew Locke? No. Yeah, I think this is just a good opportunity to sell Drew Locke if you've been holding. You probably can get something, at least a high third, I would think, for a QB that looks like they're going to start in 2022. I'm not a fan. I don't think Drew Locke is any good. I didn't really like him out of the draft coming out of Missouri. Um, yeah, what – um. You said you think Russell Wilson has a an age problem. You're worried about hit like long. I mean, yeah, he's 33. I think you're gonna get five years of in near MVP play. I I'm not at all worried. I think it's very possible he could play for 10 years. He's he's uh, he's, he's over five 10. years he, younger he is than. A, you're you're it's two different quarterbacks. So I said a lot of people say this right. They're like, okay, well. Um, Tom Brady, you know, Aaron Rodgers, they've both been playing for, you know, a long time. Well, Russell Wilson is a little bit more of a mobile quarterback than both of those guys. Um, he's not a bad packet pocket passer by any means, but what I'm saying is I think, I think he loses value as the running game goes away and that happens at, as he ages. Now I think he, I agree with you. I think he's going to have five years left, but at the same time, like, what I meant by the longevity thing is that if I like you paid a lot of picks for like you paid 1.09 and a 2023 first, the 2023 first, it'll probably be a pretty low pick, but um, like you still like, you know, it's a great trade form. I'm not trying to, I'm not, I was not trying to say that it's a bad trade, but you're still going to have to address the quarterback position in about five years, four to five years. Yeah. I, I think his careers could easily go for longer than that. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he plays for 10 years. Um, he, he Health hasn't been an issue until this finger. And I get what you're saying. He Mobility is part of his game. But he's a, he's a great thrower of the ball. Like, I think, I think if that does decline, which I don't think it's going to, like, He's not all of a sudden going to become Tom Brady in the pocket. Like he's like Aaron Rodgers. Honestly, he's, he's yeah. He's is not going to become not, Big Ben. Well, why are their games not very similar? I think they're completely different. Big Ben is I don't not think mobile they are. at all. Yeah, Big Ben never the, was. So the thing with Big One Ben was that he was strong and he was yeah. You know, he's a pocket passer, but he would lie on the deep ball. You know what Russell Wilson's really really good at the deep ball. The arm strength is going to go away, and it's a question though of like, like we're talking about something like so one like being a quarterback past the age of like forty was not a thing up until like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees did it. So I don't know if this is realistic for us to expect. Like, it's it seems Matt like Ryan's it's such it. a Philip Rivers did it, Big Ben did it, like. It's yeah, they the went until they were different. like thirty-eight. They went to they're like thirty-eight. Like Matt Ryan's like thirty-eight right now. But but yeah, I mean we can we can agree to disagree because I mean 
Yeah, I mean, all those guys have gone. Five years to me is is a is a lifetime in dynasty, and it is in the NFL too. Like, I have no concern about what my team is doing in five years for NFL or dynasty. Like, I mean, I care more and way more. And I, I don't know, I because I mean, in four five years, like, yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, I mean, you have a quarterback for five years. What are you gonna do after that? Now, as long as you, I, I feel like you have to. What I'm saying is that you have to set it up to where you have an option to replace him later down the line, and that's all I'm saying. I, I there was no situation where I was saying like, oh, this is a bad trade. Like, like, but what I'm saying is that you now have to, uh, like, this trade didn't necessarily make it to where you are set long term. You're set like short to intermediate term, is what I was saying. Well, yeah, I mean, you can't acquire a 22 year old great qb you know unless it's through the draft and you don't know if they're a great qb because it's through the draft this is what i agree i agree i never said this trade was bad i don't know if you're making it sound like i was trying to say this trade's bad it's not what i'm saying at all no no i was just surprised that you that you're like seeing him as a pending you know that that is his end is coming close he's only 33 like it's five I, years. I was just a little surprised I, by that. That's five years. That's that is my that is a my long time will for be... me. Yeah, we don't need to argue <laughs> if it's, is it five years or is it eight. We don't know. He, no one knows, right? It's just going to be how he ages. Um, five years is plenty good for me. Um, yeah, so but it, it is a huge, huge pay, payment, right? Seattle got a lot back. Not only the two firsts and the this two seconds. No fan is a hell of a young tight end. And Shelby Harris is a really good player too. Uh, what about Noah Fant? I tend to think this is a slight improvement in the fantasy stock because there's less weapons and they have literally the same QB, at least earlier this year. Teddy played in Denver, but before it was Drew Locke. Yeah, I mean, Noah Fant, you know, you can put him in the same boat or like slightly better, but I mean, I still want to know. I, I would want to know what's going on with. Uh, like one, I think it's a slightly worse offensive line, so I think the quarterback could be hurt like by that. But I mean, yeah, I don't. I, I would put Noah Fant still with the top five or six tight ends. I think he has that. What potential. about um, the wide receivers in Denver? So I, I agree that they're all hurt by how many there are there, but there's really only two I have any interest in, and that's Sutton and, and Judy. I think the other two, I think Patrick is very low ceiling and Hamler actually have no interest at all. I don't like Hamler. Um, like, what do you expect going forward with those two, Sutton and Judy? I don't see a likely scenario where they're any better than a good wide receiver, too. Yeah, I don't, I don't want them. I, don't. I mean, yeah, you're looking at, at best a wide receiver, too, but... Again, there's too many options. I don't know. So I don't know really why you were saying like, uh, you know, I don't know why you don't like Tim Patrick so much, but, um, you know, because he's an old player that doesn't really do anything very spectacularly. And there's two fantastic wide receivers on his team. Yeah, but well, so like, I'm not saying that you should be interested in Tim Patrick as a fantasy option himself but he does drastically hurt the other two fantasy options. Yeah. That yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's his only 
thing he's bringing to the table for fantasy is that yeah. he, I mean, he's going to be there. He's, in a, a like he's going anywhere. Yeah, he's not problem. going anywhere. Yeah. He's going to be there for a few years, at least probably two at a minimum, probably longer. So, so yeah, that, that's, I don't want any of these guys. Like, cause they're all like, what are they going to do? Like if they throw the ball 500 times then sure, maybe like you get some value out of this team, but I think I mean, they need to throw it six times for you to get wide receiver two numbers from those. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, you're looking at probably about, I would say you're looking at probably about 120, 130 targets for Judy and Sutton this year. Maybe. 130 is what I'm hoping for. If they get 130, then they can be wide They can be a top 15 wide receiver. But unless they're just crushing it in the touchdown game, I don't think they can be be that good on, you know, 110 targets. Yeah. And that's my concern. Yeah. I don't Yeah, what do you, do you have anything else about the Broncos? No, I think we t- touched on Seattle and Denver just fine. Yeah. So the Cowboys are next. So James Washington signed a one-year $1.8 million deal on a prove-it deal. And then Amari Cooper got traded for basically pennies. So, I mean, obviously this is really good for CeeDee Lamb, and it's really good for Michael Gallup who re-signed. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks it's really good for the dynasty owners who have invested in CeeDee Lamb so heavily. Yes. Yeah, I, the other thing, though, what about Dalton Schultz? They franchise tagged Schultz and they released Jarwin and Schultz just came off a fantastic season. I think we can yeah. expect Schultz to, to be, you know, another top eight tight end season this year. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he's going to be a superstar, but he's definitely going to be like a, I think he's going to be a solid option. Yeah. I think he's going to be a very solid starter. If he's your starter, you can win a uh, fantasy title with him as long as you're strong elsewhere. Difference yeah. maker at tight end, but he's he doesn't hurt you. So I think that's yeah. a big thing too. And the Gallup signing, I mean, they gave a five year deal. They they proved what they think about him. I think Gallup, this is enormous for him. Believe in Gallup come. I think him and, and uh C D are gonna feast. Yeah. Um do you have anything else about the Cowboys? No. That was really all no. they did. Yeah. Uh, so the Eagles didn't really do anything. They signed Zach Pascal on a prove-it deal, but I don't know if that really does anything. You know, Zach Pascal is an interesting flyer for me, but that's about it. The only thing it does for me is is help Indianapolis that much better a landing spot for uh, one of our, our rookie wide receivers because he, you know, he's been there in Indy like producing. Like he hasn't been a fantasy producer really, but he's been taking a fair amount of targets. So, um, yeah, he Pittman is a if another good receiver to go with Pittman. I think your Matt Ryan take of him really having a good season is is aided a lot. Yeah, um, but yeah, for Philly, that's they've done nothing really. Yeah, they have on the free agency. Yeah, so the Giants are the next discussion here so ricky seals jones replaces evan ingram um i mean it looks like he's the starter to me i think he's an interesting flyer going into the season as a starting tight end yeah yeah he he's you know we've discussed that a few times with other players it's just like hey i i am monitoring it like let me go and get ricky seals jr super low because if he hits you know what do you think i'm thinking like tight end 
15 or something like that is is quote unquote yeah, I mean, hitting. He, yeah, he's a serviceable backup. Which, right, you can probably get Ricky Seals Jr. for free right now or for like a fifth round pick, if that. And then, uh, right, if he's if he produces, if he's a near tight end one with New York next year, you can sell for profit. So I like that. Yeah, yeah. They released Devontae um, Booker, though. That was I was a little surprised because I feel he's been a very good backup to Saquon. And especially in fantasy, he's been a great handcuff for Saquon. So that was a little disappointing. I mean, yeah, the Giants are a joke. So I wasn't really, I don't really expect much going into the season. What's the off season for the Giants? Personally, yeah, Brian but... Dable has his work cut out for him. They are a mess of an organization, and the roster is not in a good place. Yeah. They, um, they did take Tyra Taylor, though, gave a two-year deal. I wouldn't great. be surprised <laughs> if they get rid of Daniel jo- like if they get sick of Daniel Jones and let the veteran play. So yeah, I, Tyra I mean, I Taylor any, might be a, a sneaky I don't have any interest in either of them. There's a reason that like Tyra Taylor, like he's gotten beaten up by two rookies in two straight years. So, oh, don't get me wrong, I'm not looking to start him. My thought is if I pick him up free, you know, if I have a spot, an open spot, or I'm dropping someone that's only on my team because I don't have to drop them to be on my team, you might be able to get a pick, you know, in week six if Tyra Taylor becomes, you know, is declared the starter the rest of the year. Yeah. But that's that, that's it. They're, we don't need to peel the onion back anymore in New York. It's going to make so the so the Vikings like you know they didn't do anything um, anything worthwhile. Do you have anything else? Anything to talk about for them? Just that they gave Kirk Cousins an extension, so he's got one more year of like that you can count on him playing for you. So yeah, it makes him a more uh, reliable asset in fantasy. Yeah. So the Bears they uh, signed Byron Byron (laughs) Pringle. So a one-year, four point one two five million dollar deal. Um, so I think he'll be the the guy opposite of um, Mooney. Um, I still think they should probably draft a guy to to play there. But I mean, they also need you know offensive line help. They need other other players. But we'll I don't know. We'll see. I I think the the Bears um, are a team that's got a, a lot of work cut out for them offensively uh, still. So. Those, those uh, do you have any signings don't most need Byron Pringle and Equinemius St. Brown. I don't think they're good at playing football. Um, so tells me they're going to either dress it in the draft or they have a lot of faith in Dar- Darnell Mooney. Well, I think Byron Pringle at least is like a he is a player that could be decent if they don't get anybody else. Um, but I don't think he's like a legitimate fantasy option, but I think he's somebody that you could at least roster as like an emergency situation. But you have anything else for the Bears? No. Uh, so the Lions, they gave DJ Shark a one-year, $10 million deal. I actually think this was a really good signing. I I think it's a good signing both for DJ Shark and also for the Lions um, to kind of improve their, their receiver room. So for one, I think DJ Shark, when he's healthy is a, still a, a very good wide receiver in the NFL. And 
give give golf some more weapons. See if you know, see what he see what we can bring to your team, and you know, kind of keep that stopgap going. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't have much else. You know, I, I think DJ Shark is a, a still an option to keep on your team. I don't know if nobody probably dropped him. I can't imagine anybody dropped him, and most people probably are still pretty high on him that that have him. So. Yeah, I like the signings. They brought Josh Reynolds in on a low money deal as well. Um, I think Shark yeah, is a far signed. more talented player. Um, I here's the question: Is Shark a better wide receiver than Amon Ross? Which one is the actual better receiver? DJ Shark. I tend to agree. Uh, there's not. That's I think not Amon Ross Brown. I, I think just Amon Ross St. Brown, like the same thing we talked about when we did the episode on the Lions, right? Like Amon Ross St. Brown, he benefited from having no other options in the as a target whenever he was putting up numbers. So I don't think you can look into those to the, the aberration that was last season for him. Yeah, I don't think these signings like make Detroit a bad landing spot for a rookie. I still think this is a, a wide receiver room that, you know, definitely could be dominated by, you know, one of these rookies. Um, but it is a good signing for Shark, and it's a good sign for Amon Ross and Brown. Because, like, neither are so great that the other has no chance. So I feel one is going to kind of, like, stand out amongst the, the two and be a, a solid fantasy asset next season. Yeah. So do you have really anything else have to the talk about? Yeah, no. so the, the Buccaneers, they're a big news just because of the Tom Brady unretiring. So as soon as Tom Brady unretired, everybody resigned. So Leonard Fournette resigned. Uh Godwin resigned. The offensive line, most of them resigned. Um Russell Gage signed on a three year thirty million dollar deal. I mean <laughs> yeah. Bye bye, Tyler Johnson. Well, not only that, yeah, Russell Gage, that's the one that really kills it, kills Tyler Johnson value for me. Apparently, uh, Brady got in contact with Gage and said, hey, I really like what you do. Uh, come to Tampa Bay, we're going to go win a Super Bowl. So that tells me that Russell Gage could have real value. If he's the third receiver, we saw last year, three wide receivers definitely having value in Tampa. Um the interesting thing is that Gronk hasn't made a decision yet. He hasn't said if he's going to come back or not yet. Uh, that's an interesting thing um, because they, yeah. What about Fournette? I think Fournette's the the question to talk about because I feel Brady and Evans and Godwin are kind of just going to be exactly what they were last year. Fournette was his backup last year. Yeah, it's his backup, so I would, would imagine he's still an RB one. Yeah, that's exactly. In 14 games, he was an RB1 last year, so he'll probably be an RB1 this year as long as he stays healthy. He was prolific yeah. in the passing game with them. And no more Ronald Jones. Yeah. Yep. This is yeah, huge for Atlanta the, Fournette owners. Yeah. I think it's going to be the status quo for uh, the Bucks next year, comparatively to last year at least. Russell Gage yeah. slides into the AB, a Brown, uh, Antonio Brown role, and then there you go. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else? No. Yeah, so Saints didn't do anything. Uh, they let Teron Armstead walk. 
I think that was mostly just because of injury history. They didn't. I, I feel like they didn't feel like paying them because of the injury history. I don't think the Saints were. The Saints were kind of putting all their hopes on the Deshaun Watson situation, and they didn't make. They didn't. They didn't get them. So now they're kind of. They haven't done anything. So. They have a couple gaping holes. They brought of, back uh, wide receiver. Brought back Jameis. Um, that was a you know a question mark. I, I don't think that was necessarily a question mark. I I think that was a question mark more for the national media than it was to New Orleans. Um, but uh, the so yeah. So I mean they brought yeah they brought back Jameis. You know all right cool. Um, but yeah I mean they still they're gonna I think they're gonna address the wide receiver position in the draft, and I think they will. Have either Landon Young start at offensive tackle this year, the the second year player, um, or they'll start Jaden or not Jaden, James Hurst at left tackle. So uh, it's also possible that they draft somebody, uh, depending on if somebody falls. So, but that's about it for the Saints. Nothing else. No. What do you see Winston as in terms of a asset in fantasy? Look at what he did last year. I think it's a carbon copy. I mean, yeah, so I mean, like, what, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but he was really good on the time he played. And then he's also he was QB seventeen in points per game. So I don't know. Do you expect he was good? Expect more yeah, than I mean, that? He was, no, I think that's going to be what you got, right? Like you're not paying much for him, so that's so a if good you're number. if he's your, a good number for what you're getting, if you're a contender. Are you satisfied if he's your second QB? Am I as a contender? I probably want something better, but I mean it's fine. Depends on what your the rest of your roster is. If James Winston is your second quarterback as a contender, you better have be stacked at every other position. Yeah, yeah, of course. But I mean, you can you can win a title if you have a, a decent QB two as your second QB. Um, like. Uh, you, I, I think he could be, be better too. So a lot of the reason that he was bad, like in some of the games last year, was because of one the game, the COVID game, where uh, like the entire Saints staff missed that game. That was one of the bad games that he had. Um, and then the the Tampa Bay game, you know, he was obviously like out in that game. So you know, he was touchdown reliant in the games that he played. But at the same time, like. He also didn't have Michael Thomas, and the receiving core was atrocious. So if they address it in the in the offseason, or in the draft, I should say, who's to say that, that he won't be better? So That's what I'm hoping for. I mean, it wasn't long ago that he was a you know, fantasy producer for us when he was in Tampa, and he had those weapons. So Michael Thomas, right, he added a void year. So did Kamara, which I like that for those, you know, aging players to know that they're going to, you know, likely be on the team another year. But exactly, if they're both playing next year and they can add a, a good, you know, even if it's like a second round pick wide receiver, I'm start I'm thinking Winston could be a borderline QB1. Yeah. I don't think it's crazy. Like I'm not banking on it right now if I'm trying to compete and he's my second QB, I'm going to be trying to make moves to get better but if he was my third quarterback i'd be pretty happy if i'm a contender because i think yeah, it's possible I mean, that he could give you a qb12 season next year yeah i mean i i think it just depends on where they go in the draft um it's too early to tell yeah yeah that 
we'll reconvene this after the draft because if he can get another, you know, if he could get a nice weapon, that would be huge. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really that's all I thought, got. But... I'm sure you could talk about New Orleans all day long, but uh, do you think yeah. we can break it there? <laughs> yeah, I think we can. <laughs> all right. Um, so the Panthers, you know, they have Rashard Higgins. They signed to a one-year $1.8 million deal. They signed to Dante Foreman to a one-year $2 million deal. I think the only move there really of note is the Dante Foreman signing, um, and that's just because I think that's the new uh, handcuff to Chris McCaffrey. Yeah, I agree. I love the signing because I'm hoping that Dante Foreman will take enough of the workload away from CMC that he's not going to be just crushed. He's had such a high workload, and it, it cost him so much time. Um, now, if we do that, right, if if Deonta Foreman is getting, I don't know, 100 rushes in a season, I don't think CMC's ceiling is quite as high. He still could be RB1, but his, uh, you know, 400-something points in fantasy seasons, I think, are out the window. Yeah. DJ Moore got the extension though. I think that 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 kind of makes me sad as a DJ Moore lover in fantasy because Carolina is one of the worst spots in the whole league for QB. So if he's tied to Carolina longer, you know, it's we're all banking on them finally getting a quarterback. Um I I don't know. I mean, he's been fine. He's still producing well in fantasy, but I think his talent could be with a great QB, could be a wide receiver one and a high end one at that. So we'll just have to wait and see if they can get a QB eventually. Yeah, I think they're going to look in the draft. Not Maybe not this year, but next year. I think that's their best option. But uh, I think they're drafting one this year. I, well, I think if they, they didn't to draft If one. they didn't touch anybody um, right in the free agency, if they, they weren't getting anybody, I think. I think that tells me they're going to go and draft one. But I tend to agree that, right, this QB class isn't great. So that might not be, that might not be a good move. It's very possible that could blow the base. But uh, other than that, yeah, there's nothing I really have on Carolina. Uh, yeah, so the last, I think, big signing here is Allen Robinson to the Rams. Um, so this is a big, big, big signing. This is what allowed them to trade Robert Woods. And I think it's a very good move. I think this is what they needed opposite of Cooper Cup. Um, I think this is what OBJ brought to the team uh, before he got hurt in the Super Bowl. And I think it's a I think it's a big big signing from them. So I and I, th- and I think that's kind of the all I really have to say. I think it's a very good signing. I think he's a back to being a high wide receiver two, low wide receiver one, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I agree with Robinson for sure. I think it helps Stafford. You know, it's going to keep him at that mid QB1 production. Uh, it makes me sad for Van Jefferson. I was hoping Van Jefferson was going to get a chance to be more than a third option in the wide receiver room. Um, yeah, that yeah, it keeps him as one of the passing offenses in the football. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you have anything else about the Rams? No, they haven't really done too much yet. Yeah. Uh, so the Cardinals and the 49ers, I don't think either of them really did anything other than maybe like re-signing their players. You know, I don't, I don't think there's anything really of note there yet. 
Yeah, it's just the re-signing, right? Bringing back Connor and bringing back Ertz. Um, I think that we talked about it last week. Um, I, I think Ertz is one of the best values in in fantasy right now. He's likely to get an enormous target share. And Connor, uh, yeah, I mean, he had a great season this year. I think he, it's funny, he loses Edmund, but I think he'll have a worse season next year because I think last year was a bit of an aberration. We talked about that. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else about the Cardinals? No. All right. What about the 49ers? Uh, they've re-signed everybody. They haven't really done anything else, though, since. So I don't have anything else to bring up for, for them. Um, I like the um, the Jeff Wilson signing. Right, We talked about that last week, how fantastic he's been in when given an opportunity. Um, so if you have Elijah Mitchell, go get you some Jeff Wilson because I think he's a yeah. handcuff. I don't think it's Trey Sermon. Yeah. And then for the Seahawks, you know, the, I think the big thing to talk about there that we haven't talked about is Rashad Penny. Uh, so he re-signed to a one-year deal, $5.75 million. Um, He could be. He. It's surprising to me. I, I didn't think he was going to get re-signed, but he got a lot of money from him. And I, he's looking like he's going to go into next year in the same kind of deal that Connor went into with uh, the Cardinals last year in terms of you know being a, a workhorse running back for him next year. So as of right now, Rashad Penny's a low running back one for me. Maybe a, a yeah. high wide receiver running back two. But, I, uh, but again, I'm not lo- looking to acquire Rashad Penny unless I'm a big contender and I already have a plenty of depth at running back. Because I'm not a, too trustworthy of it. But I mean, yeah, there's, there's value there. Yeah, I, I think Penny has a very good chance to be one of the leaders in rushing attempts in 2022. It's possible they draft somebody. I don't think so. Right? I think Penny is a good enough player that they can use him for a year. Um, I mean, Penny was very talented, right? He's a first-round pick for a reason. Um, he's just Injuries have been his issue. Uh, if he can stay healthy, I, I think you're right. You could see it. You know, RB10, RB4 season he's not a great weapon in the passing game so it's gonna have to be on volume but i could see i could see him being useful for sure yeah uh, do you have anything else uh, about any other transactions no i think we just we wrapped it up there right i yeah that's all i have we got covered every team um there are some still fan, potential fantasy players out there right we mentioned there's receivers the next thing really is just see what happens with the nfl draft right that's gonna be the next big shakeup to people's values yeah yeah so um i really want to thank everybody for listening today you know we're this is kind of our um first foray into next season i guess um kind of a little bit um and uh, the next uh next episode is going to be about the quarterbacks and tight ends of this coming draft uh like i said it's coming out on uh, Wednesday, you know, if you have any comments on it and, uh, you know, you want to have any comments about our free agents, uh, discussions here, you know, give us a follow on Twitter and, uh, at bubblehead FFB, and then, uh, give us a tweet and, you know, let us know what you think. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. So thanks for listening guys. Thank you.